This is the Complete Shooter Podcast with your hosts, Jesse Armistead and the founder of Complete Shooter himself, Kirk Miles. Complete Shooter is dedicated to helping young players reach the next level and achieve all of their basketball dreams. So if you want to know what it takes to be a great player at the high school, college, and professional level, you are in the right place. Starting Welcome to another episode of our Complete Shooter Podcast. Um, we're really excited again. Um, we have here, Kirk is here, I'm here, and we have Jake Miles again here. He came a couple weeks ago to talk about off-season stuff, and we're excited to have him on here again. We're, today we're talking about athletic performance and how that can enhance your basketball game and how to go about doing that in setting goals for it and the best ways to actually get it done. And so we're really excited about this topic as because as we look at the game today, there's more and more kids playing basketball, and so you have to consistently look for ways to better yourself and kind of get an edge on the competition, and this is one of those ways that is becoming more important. I feel like 10, 15 years ago it might not have been as important, but now it's kind of an essential thing to really work on. So really excited. So um, welcome, Jake. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm glad to have my second appearance here. Yeah. Uh, being a only complete shooter podcast. So yeah, it's good to be back. Recurring guest. That's right. It's gonna be great. Um, so to start, we wanted to talk about kind of just throw some lists out here of our top five athletes of all time, and we're gonna try and stick to basketball. Um, but Kirk, Jake, if there's anybody that just stands out from other sports, throw them in. Um, but let's start with you, Jake. What? Who are your top five athletes of all time? Um, so it probably would have to be, and obviously, like hmm, I probably have to go. My top five uh, would probably have to be, uh, and I don't know if I have an order of like one, two, three. I'm just gonna put five. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Vince Carter. I'll go with Vince Carter. That's good. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm gonna go with Spud Webb. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with that. I'm gonna go probably Shaq. Early days Shaq. Not, Magic uh, Shaq. Yes, Magic Shaq. Early Lakers Shaq. Not Sun Shaq. <laughs> Celtic Shaq. Big Diesel. Yeah, not, not that Shaq, right? Um, so is that four? Is that? Let's see, we got Vince, Vince Michael, Michael, Spud, Shaq. Shaq. Um, and then my fifth one, hmm, I'd probably say uh, Russell Westbrook. That's a good one. He's just crazy. Like, obviously, yeah, you jump at, I mean, lightning fast. And, you know, and like, there's so many, you could sub some of these people out, obviously, and put other people in, and I would have, obviously, no issue with that. There's, there's so many, so many great athletes. Yeah. How about you, Kirk? Do you disagree with any of those? No, those are good. And I just, I just know that uh, you know, I watched Jordan so much that just the things that the things that he was able to do, I think, kind of got people really focusing a lot on athleticism because he was, he was kind of the first real athlete that came along and then really worked hard on the other parts of his game and became a really good shooter and. All aspects of the game, he just kept working. He was just a incredibly hard worker. And when you take the hard work plus the athleticism, uh, you have the work ethic and the, and the athleticism. And then you got superstars, and that's what he was was a superstar. So, yeah. but there's so many athletic people 
And usually, I will say this, usually athletic people are, I think, a little lazy because all they have to do is show up, right? And, and they've always been able to just be the best just by showing up. So I really get impressed by these athletes that then put the work in and, and become the total player, the superstar. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so I, I agree with your list. I, I hadn't thought of Vince Carter. I don't know why, but dude was nuts. Yeah, I mean, um, you guys say best dunker of all time? It's oh, yeah. Vince. Yeah, I'd go Vince for sure. But, yeah. But I got, I don't, like, I guess just, like, it doesn't come to my head that, like, Vince was crazy, like, fast or anything like that. I mean, he just, which he was, but, I mean, yeah. it's just, like, look on minus, yeah. Yeah. So, if you had asked me a couple months ago to put my list on here, this player would not have been on here. But I've heard some things recently and kind of looked into what he does. And I would actually put Steph Curry over Spud, Spud Webb. Okay. For, there's one story I heard a couple weeks ago. Because there's different kinds of athleticism, right? He's obviously not the highest jumper and not the biggest dude. Right. But one of the things he can do and things that he's um, trained for is getting his heart back to resting pace. So in a 90-second timeout, he can get his heart all the way down to resting and be completely rested in 90 seconds. And he's trained for that. And one of the things he does is he does his workouts, his weightlifting stuff. And as soon as he finishes, he lays down, his trainer puts sandbags or weights on his ribs, right underneath his ribs, so that his body has to recover better. It makes it harder for his lungs to recover and get better. And so that's why he can run miles each game and not get tired, is because he can get his resting, his heart rate down to resting in like 90 seconds. I've never heard that. Yeah. And so I, I just thought that was crazy. And he's obviously got quickness as well. Like, he's really improved his quickness and stuff like that. So that's why I'd put him up there. But, again, a a top 10 list is probably easier than a top 5. Because, you know, there's there's only so many guys that stand out. But trying to narrow it down to 5 is tough. So, um, But that's a really good list. So, and as we think about that, obviously, like I said, there's different kinds of athleticism. So that's what we're going to talk about today is kind of what athleticism is athleticism is and how we get it and what kinds of athleticism we want to get and so i guess the first thing is what is athleticism um you know i think it's you know uh physical abilities uh you know other than you know i don't consider strength as necessarily athleticism okay so pretty much any other like physical abilities other than say just strength and so because um, power is different than strength, right? So you have obviously these, a lot of like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's how I'd, I'd best describe it um, is, is that way. So that's, you know, things that like obviously your, your running, your quickness, your, your vertical jump, um, you know, lateral quickness, all this different stuff. Um, maybe we'll be considered athleticism, I guess. So strength is part of it, but not all of it, yeah. right? Yeah. So speed, strength, agility, quickness, like I said, all that stuff. Um, so, Kirk, I'll throw this one to you. Is athleticism a natural-born talent, or can it be acquired? Yeah, it can definitely. Uh, I didn't ever think it could be acquired. You know, I, I thought you either had it or you didn't have it. And, 
you just had to accept kind of who you were. You know, back in my day, I'm 64. You know, back back in when, when I played, you know, there wasn't any of the kind of things that there is today. You know, just talking about Steph Curry like he just did. Uh, who would have thought of even doing something like that? I mean, the state-of-the-art stuff they have today versus when I played, it's night and day. I mean, the NBA was taking commercial flights back in your day. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd see, in fact, I, I saw some NBA teams, uh, you know, back in the day yeah. in the airports. But I think that uh, one thing that, uh, I'll just tell this little story, and I think this, I think this will answer that question. Uh, when Jake was a sophomore, uh, he came to me and he said, Dad, I'm, I'm the slowest on the team. Whenever we do ladders, I always come in last. This probably was like my eighth grade, ninth grade year. No, you were playing school ball when this, when yeah. this happened. So it was like I was going into my, I was going into my ninth grade year. Yeah. Is when, yeah, I came to you. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, he came to me and said, Dad, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm slow. I come in last all the time in ladders. Um, I'm not quick. I'm, I'm a good shooter, but that's it. I can't, I can't do any of this other stuff. And so um, I, th I thought, well, there's got to be some stuff out there that might be able to help. So we started doing some research on vertical training. And uh, so the first thing we the first thing we did was what, what we come up with Jake uh, what was the name of that air alert air alert yeah. and you know I just marked some I marked some spots uh, on in our in our home we have a vaulted ceiling so right on the on the sheetrock I just marked some spots and we just you know you just start doing air alert and I think you did that for how many weeks. I think it's a, I think it's like a twelve week program. Yeah. So I did it for like twelve weeks. Do you know, Do you remember what your j vertical jump was when you started? So when I the very first time I think I measured my vertical jump, um, it, I think it was around twenty four inches. Um, and, and again, this is a part of it. Obviously, yeah. Like this was going into my ninth grade year. This was going into my ninth grade year. So on with that. Your body's going through changes, right? Like you're you're getting stronger, yeah. different stuff like that. So, but yeah, I think it was about twenty four inches was my starting vertical. So that's okay. nothing special. That's nothing good at all. Right. <laughs> um. But but yeah yeah it's probably twenty four inches. And I was at that time I was probably five ten five eleven at that time. Gotcha. For some context, Vince Carter's vertical was forty three inches. Yeah. So. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, so we, we started out with that, and, and we got, a, I think we added two or three inches to his vertical by doing that. Then we switched over to another program called uh, Jump Manual. Jump Manual. And that was a 12-week program, and so he worked on that um, in pretty much in the off-season. Mm -hmm. Did it like three different times in the off-season, and Anyway, by the time he was by the time he was a he was a senior, his uh, vertical uh, was thirty six inches. So, uh, I I was able to watch that whole thing happen. And so, to answer your question, uh, you can definitely work on 
those things. And, and then when Jay got to college, he worked on some other stuff too. But So yeah, I, I think that uh, increasing, and the, and the great thing that I noticed about increasing your vertical was it also increased your lateral movements. All of a sudden now when Jake was a senior, nobody beat him in ladders. You know, he was by far the most athletic kid on, on his team. And, uh, you know, I have pictures of him taking jump shots where his feet are even with the, the guy guarding him with that guy's hips. I mean, he'd get up so, he'd get up so high on his jumper that, you know, and that gave him a lot of confidence, right? Because you, you go in and you know you can get your jump shot off anytime you want. Yeah. What, what, what confidence does that give you? Yeah. Right? So... So anyway, that's kind of the evolution of what I saw happen that proved to me that you can increase your vertical, you know, that you can. And yeah, so, I think that everyone um, has different ceilings. For sure. I think everyone has different ceilings. There's some people that have crazy huge ceilings, um, and those people are usually the ones that are already like, well, naturally um, a more athletic, yeah. right? And, and the ones with a little bit lower ceilings, they probably have to obviously you have to work really hard to get it close to that ceiling. So I think everyone has has a ceiling, and I think it, that ceiling's a lot higher than you may think for for everyone. Yeah, for sure. So with that vertical jump training, what was that? What did that consist of? Was it like weightlifting? Was it just jumping yeah, so with no weight? What was that like? First program I ever did was air alert, and it was strictly just like jumping and and body weight exercises, right? And you're gotcha. doing. You know, you're doing like four sets of like a hundred jumps, right? You're doing like tons and tons of jumps, right? Which I think is like, you know, the science says now like that's not the most effective right. thing to do. Um, but for like a kid, you know, I, I don't think it's probably that bad because it helped just build some of the strength right. um, there and get you a little bit stronger. Um, but yeah, that was the first program we, we, we ever did. And then Jump Manual incorporated... Um, vertical training so like jumping and box jumps and different stuff like that with weight training and so my first dunk that I ever had was going into my sophomore year so I started training like my 8th grade year started doing air alert freshman year I was like capped out with like air alert and that's what yeah. made this like like I'm doing air alert but I'm not getting any more inches gotcha. right? I'm not getting any better so that's when we started looking for other things we came across jump manual and that started some of the weight training that I started doing and everything like that. And then, yeah. So between my freshman and sophomore year, I still remember it was outside on a basketball hoop. I said, Dad, come look at this. Remember, I nice. had him come outside or whatever. And I, I was dunking. I did dunk with one hand. And uh, I was, yeah, nice. that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny, too, because we met the error, I mean, uh, the jump manual guy, the guy that started it. My son Daniel has a property management company. And uh, he... He, uh, the guy that started Jump Manual, had some property in Utah that he was that he was renting out, and so he contacted Daniel to have him manage his property. Cool. And so about the time that we were looking for something else, yeah. his air alert kind of tapped out. Uh, Daniel gave me a call and said, "Dad, I just talked to this guy that uh, does this thing called Jump Manual." So anyway, I, and he was just getting it started, and yeah. so we grabbed a hold of it, and that's how we. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, that helped a ton. 
you know, and then I've, I've always continued to continue to work on my, my vertical. So all through high school, I, every summer I then start jump manual holding. That's what I did. And then, um, you know, I served an LDS mission and we didn't have access to a gym, right. right? But I still wanted to work on my vertical. I want to get ready once I was coming back from my mission to start getting ready for, for playing. Um, and so I got permission from my mission president to start looking for some programs that I could do. And I found one called Bert Shock. And that one is, is, uh, is more just piles, not yeah. really with weights, but it's really, really good. And like on a mission, um, it was probably when I was jumping higher than I ever was in high school on a mission from doing the program and stuff. There you go. And so, and then, you know, coming home from a mission, being in colleges, it was really, at that point, I took pretty much like accumulation of everything from air alert to jump manual to bird shot to like Utah State. And I really kind of threw a lot of that stuff like together and started doing kind of like my own piece of my own like yeah. stuff together that like I was like, okay, I believe this really worked for me. I believe this really worked for me in the past, this, this, and this. So those are things I did. So the highest when I was at Slick, we they measure our verticals and I had a thirty nine inch vertical nice. at Slick. So I was I was that was the highest I was jumping and I could do some cool stuff. That's sick. Cool dunks and stuff like that. So but yeah. So that's kind of the whole kind of like history of my vertical. Cool. Kind of the evolution yeah. of, of your yeah. vertical. Training. So starting at twenty four inches to thirty nine inches. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a, that's a really cool point that you get to where you kind of know what you need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's one of those things where you don't just want to take one program and just believe that's that's right. it, right? right. You want to try everything and find what's best for you because everybody's different. Right. It helps everybody, but everybody's yeah. different and some things are going to work yeah, different. Yeah, some people just like, they do a program and it just, they just completely explode. And I, I don't think I ever, I, everything, every program I did, I just think I just consistently just like, Added a little bit by the way. I don't think at any program I did, I like completely exploded. Um, jump manual was probably one of the biggest ones just because it incorporated that weight training and where I was at that stage of, of my body. Yeah. You know, I was starting to develop and be able to put on muscle and different stuff like that. Um, yeah, but just like consistently just doing it and yeah, got there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's what, I guess, what else did it help with besides your vertical? Yeah, it was a lot quicker. Um, it increased my overall speed. Um, so I was a lot faster. Uh, still wasn't, you know, obviously then going to the next level. College still wasn't right. super fast. Because uh, <laughs> those are some really good athletes. Yep. Um, but, you know, I could I could hold my own. And then obviously, like, my lateral quickness was, was better. My lateral quickness was better. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that was probably the two biggest things that I could tell other than like my vertical increasing was our lateral quickness and just my overall speed. Um, I never did any training to get like quicker or like work on my quickness, which, you know, maybe I should have because I, even though I was like pretty fast, I never got to yeah. the point where I was like super quick. Gotcha. Gotcha. So as far as maybe if you agree, disagree, let me know. I would say that defense is probably 80% effort and strength, effort and athleticism, mm -hmm. and then the rest is smarts, but most of it is effort and athleticism. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So do you, a, lot of it, a lot of it is just like effort, you know, and it helps being athletic, but I mean, just being dialed in on the defensive end, like a lot of people don't want to play defense, right? Yeah. So they don't put in the effort. 
Because like you look at it, not the most athletic people are always the best defenders, right? right? But it does help, yeah. right? So if you have someone that is extremely athletic and puts in the effort, then it's like, yeah, yeah. They, got, they got the clamps. It ain't going anywhere. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, I think defense is heart and hustle. Yeah. Probably 80% of it's heart and hustle. 20% is probably technique. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you look at like, you know, look at Michael Jordan, right? Super, super, super athletic. But never, you know, he wasn't always focused on defense. And then, you know, I said that he couldn't play defense. Yeah. And then, so he was like, extreme right. effort yeah. and focus on the defense then, you know, and is the best defender. Yeah. Right. And so, and you see that, you see that, you know, with, you know, Kobe Bryant, when he wanted to turn it on on the defensive end, he would lock people down. Right? Yeah. And it, whether it was Kyrie, whether it was LeBron, whatever, whoever it was, he locked them down. So, yeah, a lot of people remember um, when Michael Jordan came from behind Carl Malone and stole that ball right at the end of the playoff game that made a huge, yep. huge difference. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to yeah. talk about that. Especially here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of my uh, favorite NBA players right now is TJ McConnell on the yeah. Pacers. Yeah. He's leading the league in steals. And he's, what, I think he's six foot, maybe. Yeah, he's six maybe foot, not six even. Foot. Um, but yeah, so that just goes to the the effort part of of defense. Is he just hustles because he has to? So yeah, he's not the most athletic yeah. guy out there. Yeah, yeah. But um, to our point today is, I think he's kind of he's not the most athletic guy, but I think he's maximized his athleticism. Yeah. Right, and that should be the goal. Right, you can't expect to dunk like LeBron, no matter how hard you work. Yeah. Right, if you're a six foot white guy. Or six foot anybody really, yeah. right? You can't really expect to dunk like LeBron, but you want to be the most athletic you you can be, yeah. and that's kind of the the point of what we're talking about today. Yeah. And so we went into that um, vertical a little bit as far as what it consisted of. And so we have like typical weight training, which is just lifting weights, getting stronger. We have stuff like vertical jump, and we also have other stuff like flexibility and mobility stuff. Um, so did you, I mean, you were working on your vertical, trying to get quicker, faster. Did you ever focus on injury prevention and stuff like that? Not really. Um, I know on the early days when I started like lifting and trying to get stronger, we were doing like P90X, me and my cousin, um, we do P90X every day. Then we had like the yoga yeah. part of like P90X. And I think we did it a couple of times because I know it's really yeah. hard. <laughs> it's long. It's like an hour and a half of like yoga and it's hard. So we only did like a couple of times. But no, yeah, I didn't really do a ton of like stretching and you know, all that stuff. Probably should have, right? Um, but I never took that time and, and did that stuff. But I think I think it is it is vital. And I think if I would have done that, um, because once I got to college, I had a couple of things that happened, you know, with like my calf and, and, and my knee, um, that were just like little issues, but made it hard for me to train. I couldn't train my athleticism anymore, uh, cause I had like nurse injuries. And if I, maybe if I was doing a little bit more injury prevention, it never would have happened. And like the very height of my verticals, like I said, it was 39 inches. And then I had my, a calf kind of like strain kind of came up and I couldn't, keep on increasing it so and the whole year it's like I had that little calf strain so I think who knows maybe if I would have been did more stretching and like injury prevention stuff that way maybe that would never happen and I could have kept increasing it who knows got it to 40 yeah. 43 
Vince Carter, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, talk, I talked to um, Kyle Collinsworth, um, and uh, I asked him, I said, okay, so, you know, you're done with college, you're now, you know, playing the pros. What, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing that's making the biggest difference to you right now? And he said to me, you know what, this is going to sound really weird, but he said, I, I started getting in, involved in yoga and I've been doing, I've been doing yoga on a, from a, you know, a serious, uh, type of training. And he said, it is, it has changed. It has changed my game and my, my preparation and everything to help me to, to not have injuries and to have more flexibility. That's amazing what that's done for me. So I'd never heard anybody, a, a high level athlete like that, even bring that up. Right. But he, he made a big point of that. That was that was his big thing now. And it, it just makes sense too. Like if you it also increase your athleticism, and like if you if you want a higher vertical, you have to be flexible, right? right. Like think of a bungee cord, and if you stretch it, if you can only stretch it so far, right, it doesn't come together with a lot of power. Right. But if you take a bungee cord river and you stretch that thing as far as you can, it has way more force yeah. of it coming together, which is basically the same thing as your muscles, right? The, the amount of force that it can contract at a short amount of time, that's where you get your quickness, your speed, your athleticism. So being being flexible, is, it, will, it helps a bunch, you know? Yeah. I think that's a big part of performance training is injury prevention. Yeah. If you look at the guys that try and come back from injury, yeah. right? Most of the time they, their body is back to a hundred percent, but it's just the mental component of, I had this major injury. I don't want it to happen again. Right. So if you know that your body can handle it, then you're not afraid to explode harder and right. go faster. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's a huge deal for anybody who wants to be a serious athlete is yeah. being able to know you can explode to your full extent and not worry about getting hurt. Yeah. Um, especially over long periods of time too, like those the pros playing eighty two games a year, right? They have to understand how much their body can take, and that's why they have to be in in peak shape when the season starts, yeah. and kind of maintain that um, throughout the year. So again, I was watching some Steph Curry stuff. Just I mean, he's been playing like a maniac lately, yeah. right? And so I kind of been looking into him and his off season stuff a little bit after our discussion a couple weeks ago. Uh, I started looking at what he did, and there's a video where his trainer explains kind of their schedule in the off season. And so once the season ends, he gets, I think, three or four weeks off um, where he just spends time with his family, has his own course so he can get shots up if he wants. But then I think for another, the next two or three weeks, all they do is like mobility, flexibility stuff. So they don't jump right into heavy weightlifting and stuff. They spend that first couple weeks just... And I think, I think this trainer started with him in like 2010, 2011, right? As he was having all those ankle injuries. Yeah. And so I think this really helped him kind of get past that stuff yeah. um, and really strengthen his body to where he didn't have to worry about that as much anymore. So that was and really cool. It, it is interesting too, because like from what I've seen and a lot of guys in the NBA and like the training they do when it comes to like, like weight training is you don't see a lot of those guys doing like super heavy, you know, like weights. Like you'll, yeah. you'll see them doing like, you know, like three quarter deadlifts instead of like a full deadlift. You'll see them do, you know, I, I, 
feel like you very rarely even see them do like squats and stuff yeah. a lot of times, you know. So it's interesting the way that they get them to be stronger, um, but mobile and all that sort of stuff. It's very, it, I've always found that like pretty interesting. I don't know the science behind that. Yeah. I'd like to know, but yeah. I was watching, uh, you know who PJF is? Yeah. You ever heard of him? Yeah. So I was watching one of his videos and he was talking about, he was critiquing, I guess, or analyzing a video of LeBron squatting. And he basically said LeBron's body is not built to do a full squat, yeah. which was really interesting. Because he has like a longer, longer. Some or, yeah, or, something or, about or his hip his, hip rotation, yeah. you know, is yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, re- really interesting. Um, and again, just goes to knowing what your body needs yeah. and what is best for you. Um, so really important to to understand that part of it. Um, but again, injury prevention. I mean. I got Brandon Roy right here, one of the best, my favorite players ever. Yeah. And he's his career just got derailed by injuries. Yeah. So if you can do everything you can to avoid those injuries, yeah, Brandon, it's a big Brandon deal. Roy and, and Grant Hill, I think a lot of times they're, you know, and maybe, you know, uh, Hardaway, depending on how yeah. Those three are probably like the biggest, like, what ifs. Derek Rose, Derek I'd throw Rose. in there. Yeah. Those are probably those four, are probably like the biggest, like, what ifs that they never got. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, Grant Hill was supposed to be Michael Jordan, right? I I don't remember that. I I started watching Darren Williams was kind of when I started watching, so I don't remember when Grant Hill was good. Right. But um, but yeah, injuries can make a big difference. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening to this and are kind of interested in kind of starting with their athletic performance, where should they start looking? Um. You know, it, it probably depends on the age um, as well. Um, you know, if, you're, if you're younger, I think you just focus mostly, you know, on, on getting a little bit stronger with, with a little bit more of like body weight stuff and agility things and just getting quicker that way. Uh, but then, I, you know, once you get to like eighth, you know, seventh, eighth grade, I think you can start doing some weights and putting some weights into there. But the most important thing is, is obviously like having someone there or watching videos or whatever to do it right yeah yeah because obviously if you do you start doing weights and you're wrong you're gonna hurt yourself and then you're derailed and you have to you know nurse an injury that now you lost how many other weeks that is of improvement you have to go all the way back to basically start square one so but i think yeah there's lots of good programs out there there's so many good programs out there that you can do so in my opinion and honestly, we should get some like royalties from this podcast, you know. So if uh, any of these people hear this, you know, go ahead yeah. and reach out to us. But no, Vershock I think is one of the best ones when it comes to just straight body weight stuff. Vershock is probably one of the best programs that I've done. So if you're younger, you know, different stuff like that, like do Vershock yeah. and then you know jump into something like jump manual and get a little bit older. Um, and you're, you know, you can have like spotters and people will lift them with you and different stuff like that. Look into something like that. Cool. Um, yeah. And again, I think it's important to just start where you're at, right? Because yeah. a lot of these um, programs, like I, I think I remember Vert Shock, the first first couple days I did it, like I was so sore, yeah. like the next couple days, yeah. right? And that's not necessarily the best thing, yeah. right? And that's one of the things I like about PJF stuff is he talks about kind of like you mentioned earlier, it's just adding a little bit every time. Yeah. And just adding more 
And so the PJF ones, he really focuses on starting slow. Yeah. So first I, first I've two weeks, done. yeah. Have you ever done any of his workouts? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so first two weeks, I like first three days, I got finished. I was like, wow, that's super easy. Yeah. Like I feel like that's not going to do anything. Right. Um, but it was doing something, and I wasn't sore, and so I was just as excited to go back the next day. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like dang it, I have to go lift. I'm super sore. I don't want to. Yeah. Right. And so part of it is mental. Is just being more consistent instead of trying to destroy yourself right. and then destroy yourself every day. Yeah, it's kind of adapting. Do, I've always wanted to do his workouts um, because, yeah, when it comes down to, like, when he breaks down things, like, in his, you know, uh, like, science. He's blocks, very scientific. Very, yeah. very scientific. And it's like, you know, I, I, you know, I follow him and this other guy called um, Strength and Science or whatever. I think his name is Max something or whatever. Yeah. And they, they do stuff together in MPJ, yeah. And so, yeah, both those guys are, are really, really cool, the way that they break things down that way. Uh, so, yeah, I always want to do one of the programs, yeah. but I just never have. Yeah, and so, and his story's really cool. He was another one where in high school he was injured all the time. And that's, I mean, he was good, but he was injured all the time, and so he didn't get to go play anywhere. Yeah. And then he went to school, started studying this personal training stuff, figured out um, how to kind of build up his strength and one of the things he talked about was that people that get injured a lot a lot of times the answer they get is rest and wait for it to recover and he figured out that it's really not about that it's about loading it the right way so where it gets stronger so and obviously you have to do that the right way like don't just when you're injured don't just go do full speed stuff you have to do the right way but he talks it he's just it's really fun to watch him because he's just always amazed at the human body and how it can adapt and so start slow but then eventually as you add and you stay consistent you add a little bit by a little bit eventually you can be doing three or four hours and now he's like 36 or something he's got like a 46 inch vertical and he can demonstrate all day without any joint pain as like a 36 year old i'm just like that's crazy so that's that's kind of where we want to get is that mostly jesse is that mostly with weights it's mostly a weight thing so he does both he kind of mixes both yeah and he talks about like metabolism and the right kinds of cardio so not just running but different kinds of cardio and how fast and how slow and how long so again really scientific detailed stuff you know especially when you are getting about that high school age um super important that you don't have a program or you do a program it's all just one thing yeah if it's all weights it's, that's not the most like optimal thing that you can do to increase your vertical or your, your athleticism. Yes, you'll get stronger, yeah. right? You'll get stronger. But like I said, strength not, is not necessarily athleticism. athleticism. Yeah. It's a part of it, right? It's part of the equation, right? But it's, it doesn't equal athleticism. Right. Right? And it's the same thing. It's like if you're doing something that's just plyos, you're not optimizing, you know, the strength part, right? right. It's part of the equation that you need, right? So, yeah, for sure. Stuff that you know gets you a little bit of both in there. Yeah. Um, one of the common themes in all of our podcasts has kind of been setting goals. So, what kind of goals we obviously have? We want to increase our vertical. Yeah. But how do you measure the other stuff like speed and strength? How do you measure that and set goals for so that? So we didn't really have, you know, I never really had a way I could like put a number to it. You know, just like oh, like, you know, I was at this right here, and I'm at this, and so I know I've improved. When it came to that stuff, it just came, kind of came to just like in games and practices that I noticed 
you know, yeah. I started noticing differences in, in my performance. Started winning the ladders, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so I started winning the ladders, um, you know, just full on just like sprints, you know, from one end to the, to the other end, you know, winning those, you know, and, and beating people that I that were always way faster than me, you know. And so that was really, that was really kind of the only way I, I measured those things. And again, this was like all my own. I know a lot of people nowadays, they go to trainers, they do all this different stuff. And they have great ways to, you know, track yeah. your performance that way. So, um, obviously, if you're going to something like that, that's awesome. But, yeah, if you're doing it on your own, it's a little bit harder to test some of some of those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I want to go over some, I guess, common objections to athletic performance that um, you'll hear as you, as you go through just around basketball and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so this first one is weightlifting at a young age stunts your growth. That's a lie. Okay. That's a wise tale. Yeah. Right. That's just something that, you know, started, I don't know when that started. Me either. <laughs> but it's not true. Um, there's no science to back it up. Yeah. There's zero science. And if anything, there's science that shows the reverse. It helps joints get stronger and everything like that, which helps kids grow more. It puts, yeah. you know, so... Not necessarily it'll, like make you grow taller than what you right. were probably going to be, right? Um, but yeah, that's that's not true. Okay, I don't I don't remember where that started either. I think my dad started that. Did he? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that yeah, you just who knows where it starts, you know. Same thing with like yeah. people say, oh, you're not supposed to lift, and then like it's gonna ruin your your shot if you lift. Like yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that that was another one is. Um, if I lift too much, it'll mess up my shot. No, it won't. So it can, right? Yeah. But how do you avoid messing up your shot with that? Just continue to shoot. If you lift for 12 weeks straight and you don't shoot a ball, yeah, it's going to yeah. be, your shot may be messed up a little bit, but like you can get it back. Yeah. So a lot like shooting in a lot of ways, especially if you put a lot of time in it, is like riding a bike, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it may be, you may be a little bit wobbly at first, but after a little bit, like you're right back to where. You know, I know. I know that you loved shooting on the days that you lifted. Yeah, and I always, I always shot. I didn't like the feeling of, of lifting and then shooting because, yeah. like, I hated going the first like fifteen to thirty minutes of the workout being yeah. like, holy crap, like I'm airballing or I'm throwing over the, the backboard, right? So yeah. I always shot, did my my basketball workouts, and then went and lifted. Yeah, and I like if you're sore the next day, it's like you're sore for the first two minutes of your workout, and yeah. it's like it's like gone. Yeah, you know, being sore is different than right after you lift right. when all your power is gone. So, so yeah, I mean that's that's not a thing. That, yeah, that's not that's yeah. not a, a, a thing. As long as you are still shooting, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So another one, um, Kirk. I'll throw this one to you. Is I should just focus on shooting and skills work. I shouldn't do athletic performance. That's what I used to think. Right. That that. I didn't think you needed to do any of that other stuff. Uh, I mean, I can tell you because none of my other kids did that. You know, I didn't get any of my other boys involved in any kind of, and that was one of the biggest differences between all of those, all of my other kids and then Jake. That was the biggest difference, was, the, was that he worked hard on, on being more of an athlete. And so I, I think that combination you're going to be a, a high level scorer I, I think you got to do both yeah sure 
I agree. Um, I'll get more athletic if I just play more basketball. No, that's not that's not the same, right? Sure. Are you going to build up stamina and, and endurance, which is you can consider that as like as a part of athleticism or whatever yeah. you're saying. But no. Yeah. Right. That's like saying, okay, I'm gonna train like a marathon runner, and I'm gonna train and then I'm gonna compete as a sprinter. It's like you right. see marathon runners and you see sprinters, right? They're totally different, right? So if you only are playing basketball, you're not, you are not unlocking any part of your yeah. athleticism, yeah. right? That you have, you know. So, you know, maybe there's a few, you know, there's people that are gifted out there that as they just like continue to play, but those are, you know, not the majority of people out there. Yeah. There's a lot less people out there that, you know, just by playing, they just keep getting more athletic. And most of that is because they are extremely gifted yeah. in that area. Right? Yeah. So, and if they put some time in on work on it, they'd be yeah. crazy, crazy athletic. But. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes into when you're playing, you do what you're most comfortable with. Yeah. Right? So you're not pushing yourself. So if anything, you'd be able to do what you can do now just for longer. Right but you're not improving anything or getting better at that thing. Right. You're just able to do it longer. Yeah, you're still able to do it so, longer. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any other objections you've heard to athletic performance? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, we hit the, the two biggest ones, yeah. right? The stunt you growth one and the, you know, it's going to mess up your shot. Those are the two biggest ones. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know if I can really think of any other you know, big time objections that people yeah. get. And I think, you know, maybe if we were doing this podcast 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, maybe we'd have a lot more objections, but yeah. it, a lot of the science is coming out that, you know, that is supporting this. And that's why so many people are starting to get, there's a huge need for it. Yeah. Right. There's so many people are starting to get into this and, you know, kids are starting to do this. Like even, even like when I was growing up, you know, I didn't know anyone that was going to any type of like athletic trainers yeah. and include, you know, I didn't know of anyone, but now it's all over the place. Yep. You know, kids are, kids are doing that. So, yeah. um, I think we're at a stage now where, you know, it's all the, the big wife cells are starting to kind of drop off. Yeah. Like, like flies or whatever. For sure. And I think it makes a big difference. And even just can, like I said earlier, just considering how many people play basketball now. Yeah. Like, you have to find a way to get an edge. Yeah. Um, so it's really important. This is one big way you can do that. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Harper Madsen, who I train. Had his first in-game dunk on Monday. That's huge. So, and he, I know he's been working on his vertical. And, That's huge. Yeah, so he, he got that. So shout out to him. Um, but, again, I, I really feel that this is a big thing if you really want to get to that next level yeah. and really be the best player you can be. Yeah. And – Again, it's not just about being a better athlete. It's about being a better basketball player, right? Um, and your athleticism is going to really help there with that, with how you play. So, um, and again, I'm huge on the injury prevention thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, if I could just get that, I would be happy with whatever I had to do to do that. So, even if I didn't get faster or bigger, if I could just know I'm not going to get injured, then I'm happy with that. Okay. So. Um, so Kirk, do you have any last thoughts on athleticism as you've been a basketball trainer for a long time? Um, what are your thoughts, final thoughts on this? Yeah, I just think that uh, kids need to um, 
find something that works for them, you know, that they can put their effort in and work hard at uh, off of the court that's going to help with their athleticism. And uh, like I said, in the, in the uh, when I was growing up, of course, none of this was around. I didn't do any of this stuff with any of my other kids or kids that I coached or trained until Jake came along. And that was a, I, I can't explain what a huge eye-opener that was. Uh, I'd never heard of anybody going from a 24-inch vertical to a 39-inch vertical. I mean, that's just so, was so foreign. And so, but it's out there. It, it, the stuff that you can do to improve that. And, and then just to see the, the other parts of how the other parts of that helped with, with, uh, with, with your game, your speed, your quickness, you know, your, of course, your vertical. Um, I think if kids are going to go, if they have desires to play college ball, then it's a must. It's not an option. It's a must. So, so I think uh, I'm glad that we're doing this podcast because uh, this is, uh, this is uh, something that really has opened my eyes to uh, what is possible for kids to be able to accomplish. So, uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. Absolutely. And then, Jake, one more question before I get your final thoughts. Yeah. How much time a day did those programs usually take? Uh, usually it's like around an hour or less. An hour. I don't think I ever had one that went longer than an hour. So... I mean, they're, yeah, they're pretty quick. You know, if, you I, if, was, if I was ever in the gym longer, um, working out ever, it was because I was, like, doing some of my own stuff, right? Like, yeah. doing, like, upper bodies stuff or whatever. Gotcha. That's something longer. Yeah. But that's not, most times, not part of it. Probably didn't press it. Yeah. Exactly. So, you got to get the guns. You know, there, the you go. yeah, there you go. There you go. So. Yeah. So, yeah. no, yeah, that's, they, they're never yeah. really that long. So if you could give up an hour of Instagram every day and trade that for being wow. able to dunk, would you do it? Right? Absolutely. So, and like I said, like some of these programs you can do at home. Yeah. You don't need access to a gym. You can do them at home. So it's like that, that's not an excuse. Um, but yeah. I remember there was one with like a five-gallon bucket, and that was all you needed for it. Right. I don't remember which, yeah. which one that was, but that was kind of your box jumps and stuff yeah. like that. and. All that, but yeah, there's there's really no excuses. There's a program for everybody, whether yeah. you have a gym or don't have a gym. Even even the the PJF guy, whatever, he's got one that's you know uh, no weight room like yeah. required workout stuff. Yep. And he's got one weight required stuff. So yeah, there's 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 tons of things out there. Yeah, um, yeah. Even if your lack of funds, I mean, you know, if, if money's the reason, yeah, really that shouldn't be a reason nowadays. Yeah, right. go go mow a couple lawns or an eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. You can buy one of those programs pretty easy. Yeah. So. Um, so any last thoughts, Jake, on athletic performance and what it did for your career and how it can help other kids? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have got to the level I did um, without it. Um, you know, so I, I think back to, like, my college time. And because because of my athleticism, uh, you know, I, I went up against guys that were much taller than me and much more athletic than me. But because, you know, I, my jump shot, I jumped as high as I did. I pretty much still could get my shot off whenever I wanted, um, you know, even at even at that level, there you go. right? Having, you know, I'm I'm six two, with shoes on, there you go. right? Six two shoes on. Six two basketball height. It's six two basketball exactly. So and you know I you know Utah State you know I have six five six 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 seven guys guarding me, and I still was able to get my shot off, 
you know, there you go. pretty much when I wanted, pretty much, right? There was something they couldn't do that I, right. I could do in high school, right? Obviously, but you know, and and that's and I that's only because of my athleticism and my athletic athletic training. So definitely got me there, and obviously helped me at that level. Cool. So awesome. So again, really, really important stuff here. If you want to get that next level, you got to learn not only to get your skills to where you want them to be, but you need to know how to get your body to where you want it to be. Yeah. And when you get both of those things, that's when you can become a really special player, right? Yeah. I mean, LeBron's an athletic freak, but he's got the skill part too. Well, yeah, right? I mean, when it comes to athleticism, that is looked at as more important than almost anything else when you're talking about college coaches and even if you want to go to the, to the NBA. It's all about the measurables, right? Yeah. That they that they recruit on, and when they're drafting people, like it happens every year. You have these people that are in college were just okay players, but because right. they have the measurables, the height and the athleticism, the potential. Yeah. right? It's like, oh, like we want this guy, right? Yeah. Because he can, you know. So it's like if that's the case, then you know, start working on your athletics. Gotta do it because that's one of the biggest things that you know college coaches are looking at. Yep. as well as you know the next level right? yeah so. for sure um before we end i neglected to put this person on my top five but zion i would yeah, have to put zion williamson on my top five athletes yeah so i don't know who you take off of there but yeah dude is monster you can, you can maybe take off maybe take off Shaq. and you can put zion there uh, yeah. close, close five and six there but yeah because he's yeah. For his for his body type and what he's able to do is ridiculous. Yeah, it's he's crazy, crazy fun to watch. Yeah, my brother went to a jazz game the other day and he said it's just totally different to watch in person. Like it's crazy to watch on TV, but when you see him in person, like it's weird to watch it that much body move that fast yeah. and get up that high. So yeah. had to had to correct my list there, but yeah. I'd have to put him up him up on there. Um, Anyways, we might you might not be able to get to Zion Williamson bounce, but um, whatever you can do to increase your athletic performance is going to help you get to that next level. And so we, we were really excited to get this podcast done today because that's going to help a, a lot of you um, young players get to where you want to be. Um, so with that said, we're going to end up here. Thanks again, Jake, for coming on and sharing your knowledge. Really great stuff. Great to hear from somebody who did it and saw results um, and saw how it improved your game. So it was great to have you on here. Um, and as always, Kirk, thanks for being here, dropping your, your years of knowledge on us. So, um, tune in again next week. Um, as always, we're going to always try and bring stuff that's really important and really essential for you guys to, to reach that next level. So tune in next week should be another great one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the complete shooter podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and Instagram to receive notifications of our upcoming episodes. As always, you can visit our website at completeshooter.com to learn more about our training program. If you're ready to sign up or have any other questions, feel free to give us a call.